We are learning Daf Pei Hei. We're starting from the Mishnah, just a, a bit down here. So remember, back on Daf Pei Beis, we discussed if someone makes a qualified divorce where they say you're permitted to everyone except so and so. So the Rabbanon say that's puzzle because they hold that the divorce has to be matter uh, the wife to remarry to everybody. So now the Mishnah says, what happens if the husband gave the get and he said, I read to everybody, except to my father or to your father, or to my brother, your brother, or to a slave or a guy. Or to anyone that anyway she cannot possibly get married to, Kasha, the divorce is still valid. What the Mishnah is teaching us is that even though he is qualifying the divorce and he's not and he's not permitting her to certain people, if those people that he's not permitting her to are people who anyway she's unable to marry, that wouldn't be Tfisus Kedushin. It wouldn't be possible to affect Kedushin with them. So then that doesn't matter because anyways, there wouldn't be a Kedushin. So if he would exclude her to someone that she could have Kedushin with, so that's a qualified divorce, and therefore, it's not binding. But if he's excluding her only from people that anyway she can't make kedushin with, like an or uh, an erva or a slave or a guy or someone like that, so then the kedushin, uh, then the divorce is still valid. What happens if he said He said you're promoted to everyone except uh, if you'd also if she was also a widow that she can't marry a kohen gadol. So that's forbidden for a widow to marry a kohen gadol. But if the kohen gadol does do it and he transgresses it, it still is effective. In other words, certain types of isurim like erva. If you attempt to do it, it's not even effective. Certain types of isurim, if you attempt it, it is effective. So, so even though it's forbidden, but it would be effective after the fact. So he said to her, "Your mother to everyone except If she was a divorcee, chalutza, he's saying that um, that you can't marry a regular coin, or mamzeres or she was mamzeres that she wouldn't be a mother to regular Israel, or basro, and also the mamzer, or he said to a regular Israelis that. You, you're not going to be permitted to marry a mamzer or nothing. Anyone that, even though it's forbidden, but after the fact, there would be a binding condition if she would do it. I feel about there, even though it involves the sin. Apostles, then the divorce is not valid. And the idea here is that even though he's qualifying it only regarding people who anyway she's forbidden to marry, but they're people that... If she would, if they would transgress this, or and they would actually go ahead and 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 make the kedushin, it would follow through. It would take effect. It would be binding. So since it would be binding, so then he is limiting the divorce, and therefore it's not chal. So basically, the idea that we're saying is that if it's limited, clap a person that there wouldn't be tefisus kedushin too. So then that doesn't matter, <coughs> and the divorce is valid. But if he's limiting it, limiting it, her from marrying someone. That even though it's forbidden, there, there, there would be a Tfisus Kedushin, so then that is a limitation in the divorce, and therefore the, the divorce is not valid. Now the Gemara explains, why do we have to make it like a, a rule? The Mishnah made a rule in the ratio in the Sefer Soklal, the ratio, the rule of the first case, of Shach, Krisis, to include anyone else who's subject to Kares. That's usually the, the rule, that if there's an Isra of Kares, so then then um, it, it creates that there's no Tefisus Kedushin. Kedushin. the Sefer, the rule in the end, to exclude someone where it's only punishable by a lav, meaning this would be Malchus, maybe if it was done by not Kares. And uh, in the parentheses, the Marcus is maybe examples like, these are all examples of people that even though it's forbidden to marry, there still is Tefisus Kedushin. Says the Gemara, another scenario. Let's say the husband stipulated that his wife is divorced for everyone, except for marrying a certain Katan. In other words, he was saying that you can't, you're divorced, copy everybody, you could go remarry anyone, except for someone who at the time was a minor. So again, you can't qualify a divorce, you can't limit it to only certain people. But here, the exclusion is only to, some, to someone who at, at this point in his life is a minor and he's not capable of making a condition. So, me, I'm reading on Hashtag, me, a Do we say that right now in the moment of divorce, he's not capable of making a condition? 
So therefore, the stipulation is not considered to limit the divorce, and it's valid because he's not excluding her from a kedushin. Because anyway, she can't have a kedushin with a cotton; it wouldn't be binding. Odoma, or maybe also chalavaya. This minor will grow up and will become capable of having a kedushin, and then the stipulation will restrict her marriage to him at that time. So therefore, it's considered that it is limiting the divorce now, and the divorce would therefore not be valid. So what is the halacha if he excludes her from marrying a katan? So Nachman told you see the answer from It says that a minor girl can become divorced from a kedushin that her father did. So even though a minor girl cannot make a kedushin on her own, she doesn't have das, the halacha is that her father can accept kedushin for her, and that would be binding by Torah law. And if the father would subsequently die, and he's not there to be makabal, a get on her behalf, so the Bryce was teaching that she she can still become divorced. Now that's a big chiddush that she can still become divorced because how is she accepting the divorce? How is she affecting the divorce? She's only a minor and and, and her yad she doesn't have das. So how is it working? So don't shouldn't we require that the woman <coughs> when she's becoming divorced also be eligible to become kudeshes? That's the pasuk. She goes out and she and she also becomes married. Becomes married. So we always are makish kedushin to gerishin. So if this girl, this minor girl, is not eligible to become the Kudashas at this point, if her father passed away, how could she become divorced? It must be, and the Gemara is assuming like that's like a really good, strong fundamental, is that we're makish this havayati yitzil, asal chalavai. You have to say it does work because at one day she'll become eligible for kedushin if she'll mature. Hachanami azalakal havayas. So we have to say the same thing. Anyone who will become eligible. Uh, is it, 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 it like this kid where he's coming? In our case, Rava's question from Rav Nachman: If someone excluded her from being divorced, clape the kid. So we would say that even though now he's a kid, but since he's going to grow into maturity and then he'll become capable of kedushin, so it is therefore considered being um, excluded, and therefore the divorce would not be tofed. So we're assuming that we look at the future. We're not only looking at the cotton at his state currently where he's not able to become makadeh um, somebody, but we look at what he will will become and we're proving that from the fact that a girl can become divorced after her father married her off and now her father's not here. Another question. Let's say the husband stipulates with the wife that she's muttered to everyone except those who are yet to be born. What's the halacha? So in other words, he's excluding her from future people who will be born. Do we say that in the moment, they don't exist yet? So it's not considered a limitation in the divorce and therefore it's valid. Odomar, perhaps, eventually they will be born and therefore the Gerishin is not considered uh, complete because it's limiting her from the people who will be born in the future. So I'm a late time to do what we see from the mission. The mission of if he excludes her from, from marrying a slave or a guy, so we say it's valid because anyways... Anyway, she cannot have a kedushin with them, and therefore it's not considered limiting her. But why don't we think about the possibility of a Rabbanami Avidin Megairi? It can't they eventually convert, and they would become capable of making a kedushin. So since <coughs> if there is a, cap- a capability of things changing, and there will be a kedushin, so why don't we say that it is um, qualifying the divorce and restricting her from someone who she could have in the future been married to. If the mission is validating that divorce, it, said, it shows us that we're not looking at the future. Rather, we're only looking at the current state. So the Gemara says, no, we reject that. They're the slave and the guy. They're not destined to convert. No, they could, but you can't say that that's what the postures is going to happen. But honey, these unborn children, they're destined to be born. So if I exclude from children who will be born, that is considered an exclusion because that's destined to occur. But if I exclude from from the guy, I don't say I'm excluding from a future thing because I don't see it as destined for, the, for him to convert. Says the Gemara, another question. Let's say the husband said his wife can marry anyone except, his, his, her, except her sister's husband, Mahu. What's the halacha? So to understand, 
You're not allowed to marry your wife's sister, but after one's wife passes away, you're allowed to marry that her her sister. So do I say Do I say in the time being, when as long as the sister is alive, she's not fit to him, and therefore it's not excluding some. It's not excluding her from someone who should be allowed to marry because um, the person. Anyway, at the time of the divorce, was an erva. Maybe there's a possibility her sister will die before her, and then she'll become fit to him. So the divorce should not be valid because it will be limiting her based upon the future. So Amalei Tanitu, we see from the Mishnah, if he told her that she can't marry a slave or a guy, the divorce is still good. So why don't we say a slave and the guy? They might eventually convert and become capable of kedushin. Yet we're still saying the divorce is good because she can't marry them at the time of the divorce. So as we're saying, we're saying here by the sister's husband that we should go after the time of the divorce. Says the Gemara would make a difference. Converting is not common. It's not common for people to convert. But death is more common. So a stipulation, answering from the sister or husband, maybe it is limiting because there, we see the possibility of, of death as something possible as a reality in front of in front of us. <coughs> Whereas thinking about the future conversion, that's so unlikely, then that's not in front of us. Says the Gemara, now we're going to get into a new kind of question. We've been talking about a limitation within divorce where you're not mutter to other people, so then uh, that's not binding divorce. But what say the husband said, what if you said only in regard to non-marital relations? What's the halacha? In other words, he's not restricting her from marrying other people, he's restricting her from from, from um, having znus with other people. He's saying, if you would have znus with somebody else, then you're not married, then you're not divorced. It would be like a married woman of Ish. So do I say in a sue and low shire? He didn't leave over any part of his marriage regarding her marrying somewhere somebody else, Odilma, or perhaps Shire Bibia. He left over a remnant of his marriage regarding Bia. So we're trying to understand if it's if she's not divorced, clape Promiscuous relation is that considered a remnant in the marriage itself. So I'm labor. Nachman said, "Tani we see from the mission. The mission says, everyone except to my father and your father, it's still good." So, Bamai, what did the husband mean? What was the intent here in the restriction? And if he meant in regard to marriage, are they capable of marriage with her? They're not. In other words, why would he even think of trying to prevent such a marriage if such a marriage can't even work? Allah is nus. He meant to say it in regard to znus. When and 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 then we can infer from the Mishnah, it's only regard to someone that anyway she's also to, <coughs> where we say he didn't leave anything over because she's not fit to be married to them, even without the stipulation. It's mashma. The implication is regarding someone else. If you restrict her from having relations with an unrelated man, then who otherwise she would have been mother, then it would possible up the divorce because he left over a little bit. Says the Gemara, no, maybe the Mishnah men means where he was qualifying her from marrying them. And even though, like, the marriage wouldn't happen at all, but the point is, Dabar Vince, if he's trying, he's trying to relate it to a possibility, if one of the fathers would transgress and try to marry her anyway. And that's exactly what he's saying, is that uh, if, if, if that would happen, then you should be treated as a married woman. So even though it's unlikely, like, what would the point of that even happening, like, what would the point of that be happening be? Because it, 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 it's a futile attempt to try to marry one daughter or, or daughter-in-law is totally futile, but... That's what he's he, he's seeing as a possibility. Maybe the father or father-in-law would try to do that. And he's saying if that would occur, then you're still a married woman. So we don't resolve the question if he would exclude her only from his nose, what would the halacha be? Another question, let's say he excluded her, not from regular bia, clap regular bia, bia in the regular place, that would be considered non-married. But from bia shalokadarka, 
<coughs> a natural relation, she, she should be considered married. Ma, what's Allah? Do I say it is a good divorce because in, in, in regular relations, he didn't leave anything over. Odomar, perhaps, the Pasuk says, the relations with a woman in the plural, which compares the two forms of relation. And it's saying that she has to be permitted to both in order for her to be divorced. Another question. Let's say a husband tells her wife, you are divorced except for the power of revoking your vows. In other words, the husband is saying, I'm still your husband regarding any vows you make. Husband has the right to revoke his wife's vows. So what if he says that regarding your, your, your vows, I'm still your husband? Do I say in regard to her marrying somebody else, he didn't restrict her from marrying somebody else, so, she, so it's a good divorce. Well, Domar, perhaps, and it says about the wife's vows, her husband affirms that he revoke it, so it's something which is an integral consideration of part of a marriage. So if you leave that over, so you're leaving over a part of marriage. Or, he said you're divorced except for eating trima. In other words, he's saying that if you remarry a Kohen, you cannot eat trima. So he's retaining that he's still married to her, <coughs> that he won't let her free to eat trima if she marries a Kohen. What's Allah? Do we say it is a good divorce because he didn't leave over a part of the marriage regarding her marrying someone else. He's allowing her to marry somebody else. So can Allah is a Kohen when he marries, Kenyan Kasva, he allows his wife to eat trima. So if he's limiting her ability to marry a Kohen and eat trima, that's a limitation in divorce itself. He said your divorce except for the inheritance, meaning he's retaining his right to inherit his wife when she dies, even though he's divorcing her, but he's saying, I'm still your husband in regard to inheriting you. Do we say it's a good divorce? Because he didn't leave over anything regarding her marriage to somebody else. And regarding her marriage to somebody else, he's okay with her marriage. The Pasuk says, about his relative, he inherits her, which is the husband's right to inherit his wife. So he retains that right of inheritance, um, and then it means he's he's still holding back. He's, he's he's retaining his right to be a husband, and therefore it's not a valid divorce. Or if the husband said, your divorce accepts with your kedushin with a shtar. In other words, he has a right to block her kedushin through a shtar. She could be, because she says, you could go ahead and marry somebody else with money, but you cannot go ahead and marry somebody else with a shtar. Clopping, marrying somebody else with a shtar, I'm still your husband. Ma, what's the halacha? Okay, so he didn't hold her back. She could still go ahead and marry somebody else with money or with relations. And therefore, the stipulation doesn't leave over remnants from the marriage. We know that all the different forms of Kedushin, Kesav, Shtar, and Bia are all compared to one another. So if he's preventing her from marrying, from marrying through Shtars, then that's effectively holding back the Kedushin. So as the Gemara, all these questions, take all these questions are left undecided here. So many different questions here are so unresolved. He excluded a minor. He excluded future kids. Um, he excluded future future kids. He excluded he excluded non-marital relations. He excluded Shalokadarka. He excluded Afaris Nadarim. He excluded Truma. He excluded Yerusha or he excluded Kedushin Bishtar. All these questions ultimately are left undecided. Now the mission goes wider about the nusach of what it gets as itself. Gufa shogeh. What is the text of a get? You must to marry anybody, somebody else. This is the main point. Obviously, this is in addition to the date and the place and the names of the husband and the wife. But the main point is the gufa shogeh, the essential part. Review diamond top of the base. Review says it has to say more. It has to be very explicit. That this document should be from you to me, Sefer Truchin, a document that sends you out, banishes you, Vigeris Shivukin, and a letter that. Is, is it makes you shavuk, makes you all abandoned. The get and it's a get which is patters you, it releases you. And what point of this is to go to go marry any man that you would 
<coughs> you would like. Rabbi Yehuda holds that has to be very important that the get is saying that he's divorcing her with this document. And uh, the point of this we're going to see is that Rabbi Yehuda is saying, he's giving you the get and he's saying you're divorced. But how is it clear? Maybe he's really divorcing her. He thinks he's divorcing her or it sounds like he's divorcing her with the statement, not with the get. Maybe the get is just a proof that she's divorced, but the actual divorce is being transacted through the oral statement. So it has to be very clear that no, it is the document which is sending her out. Kufo Shoket Shekhar, what about the text of a get Shekhar, which is when you free a slave? So that happens, Ariya Baschor, and you're, you're a free woman, or Ariya Asma, you are to yourself. <coughs> Says the Gemara, she does obvious, I'm a little of a person, said to his wife, in the get, meaning he wrote to her in the get, Ariya Baschor, and you're free. He hasn't said anything. Freedom is not divorce. They're separate, they're separate things. Rashi says she's always been free. Similarly, if a person told his slave woman in a get to anyone long he hasn't said anything because that's not the point. The point is you have to say that she is free from work as long as he hasn't expressed that monetarily she's not a slave anymore, then she would still be totally a slave woman. So it's not effective if he says you're mother to everyone. But what about Amal Isha? If he said to a woman, and again, you are to yourself. What about what's Allah? What does it mean you're to yourself? doesn't mean completely, like he's terminating the marriage completely. Maybe it only means for her labor. Because even though normally a husband is entitled to, the, to, the, to, to whatever his wife makes, <coughs> so he's waiving that right. Maybe when he's saying you're for yourself, it means in terms of the rights of her labor. But in regarding her right to remarry, he's not freeing her. So what is the halacha if he wrote to his wife, you are to yourself. So I'm going to let you know the Tashma, we see that the mission said, the, 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 the text for the document of a get shechor is, every you're free, every you're for yourself. So we see you're for yourself works to free a slave woman. For a slave, the very body is owned by the master, meaning it's a king and a guf, you own the body itself. Nonetheless, he says you're to yourself, the slave acquires for himself the rights to go for his body. So meaning it, 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 it's effective to give the slave his body to Isha, the low kanigufa, low kosher game. So for a woman <coughs> where her body is not owned by her husband, isn't it clear, isn't it certain that that should be completely cutting her off? And there's a Gemara, assuming Ariela Azmech is a valid declaration of divorce. If going for yourself where is a way of getting rid of the Kenyan Hagov, certainly it's a way of getting free, getting the woman her freedom to get remarried as well. So the Gemara assumes that it is effective. Says the Marmalade Ravina Barbashi, I'm a little after let's say someone told us a slave, he wrote in a get shikhar, in the Asek Bach, I have nothing to deal with you. Mawasalacha, does he go free? Does that mean complete freedom? Or it only means perhaps rights, I'm not gonna take your labor, <coughs> but it doesn't mean I'm giving up my actual Kenyan on your body. So I'm a little Ravashi, I'm a Ravkanin who's not the Ravashi, Tashma, we have a proof to tiny says it rise from Mokha after love go heaven. Someone has sold the slave to a guy. Yes, so the slave goes free. Remember, we had this back that this is a penalty because you, you shouldn't be selling your slave to a guy because it's going to be hard for him to keep mitzvahs by a guy. So the halacha is that you um, you have to buy him back and he goes free. You're not allowed to work him again after you sell your slave to a guy. It's not, not the right thing. And so you, he goes free with Sarah Gatchikhor, but he does require a Gatchikhor. It's not automatically free. You have to write him a get shekhar in order for him to marry a regular Jewish girl. When is it true that the slave requires a get shalkas of owner, where the master didn't write an ono, some sort of document for him at the time he sold him to the guy? If the master did write a sort of document for him at the time he wrote, at the time he sold him to the guy, then that document itself can be considered a freedom. My ono, what kind of document are we talking about? Amar Sheshah is the cause of lay. The master wrote to the slave, if you run away from the guy, I have no dealing with you. So we see that is a valid formula for Shekhar, and that's Gufa, why we're saying that if you wrote such a document, then <clears throat> nothing further is required.
Okay, now we go back to the Mishra. But you that said you need more than just Ariyam with all of them. Then to have a little coming, I say for Tibuchum Yikar Shvukin. So my Kamufukli, what's the root of the Machlikas? Why do the Rabbanon not require them? And Rabbuta does. Rabbanon Savri Top and the Gemara continues here. Adam Shen Machlikos having a dime. That if something is a partial statement, and if it's Muhach for what the intent is, then that's considered like he said it all. So meaning to say, Avakap the Lokas of Lavadin, even though he didn't say it explicitly, that the debt, the get is what's affecting the divorce. Muhammad so it's absolutely clear that's what it is, that is through the get that he is divorcing her. So in this point that we're saying is that um, even though it's only a partial declaration, I read them, it didn't say explicitly that it's the get that's doing it. It's clear enough and you don't need more review. No, the partial statement is not considered good enough. The time of the cause of the it's only because you wrote the continuation of that this is doing it to make it absolutely clear. If he didn't write Vidain, <clears throat> then people could say, really, he's trying to make the divorce orally with his statement of And perhaps the get, the star, the document is just proof. And that would be wrong, right? That has to be the divorce, has to come through the paper. Now, it sounds like from the Gemara that they're arguing kind of whether there is a possibility. Could we interpret it that way? Um, could we possibly interpret it that he's trying to divorce her with the statement, not with, not with the get? But Normally, we're familiar with this, and this is something we know from the Dharam Dafei. could be a different point, or even where it is very clear, but if it's a partial statement, maybe that itself is, a, is an effective way of using language. Partial language is not an effective way of making a point, even if it is true that from the partial point, from the partial point, it's pretty clear that way. So you have to say a little bit that this is the point, that it's certainly is clear, but it's not absolutely clear. That's the idea of what Yadam Shin Mechichos means. Yadam Shin Mechichos means it's certainly probably what the statement is, but it's not compelling beyond the trace of a doubt. So that's the Machlokas. If language is a partial statement, can it, can it can it be used, can it be effective when it's not absolutely compelling, but it's probably what it means. That's the Machlokas, Rabbanin Rebuta. Continues the Gemara, other spe- uh, specifications here about writing a get, Amar Bai, Hamad, because of Gita, when someone's writing a get, Lolech Dov, Vidin, you shouldn't write Vidin with a Yud. Why? Because Dimashma Vidin, like Din means the law. It sounds like he said, like divorcing her because that's the halacha. Rather, Vidin, it should be written without a Yud because then it's very clear <coughs> that it's the word Vidin, which means and this is. For Lulach of Igris, you shouldn't write, you shouldn't write Igris with a Yud, Dimashma Igras, which would mean like a rooftop. That would be the wrong thing. Ella Igris. It should be Igaris but without a Yud. So then it can be very clear that it means the letter, it means a letter. It shouldn't write with, with a Yud to go out with a Yud. We can be understood as two words, to me, uh, from this, meaning that you'll be a wife to me from me giving you this document. That would be a wrong interpretation. So therefore it should be written rather with, um, it should be written without a Yud so that it would be clear that it means to go out. Make sure that you don't write you don't close the hay. You don't turn lemchach into lemchach. The mashmichuchah would be like a joke. You don't want that to be said. That the whole thing is a joke. The words should each be written with three as before the end. Then it's understood you are permitted and you will want. It would be very important that it means you, as if there's only two yuds, and it would be as if it means they, referring to other women, but not to this woman, not to the wife herself. One should lengthen the vav into ruchen and the vav in shvukin, because if they're not lengthened, they could be misunderstood as yuds, and then it could be meaning meaning women in general who are banished and, and, and abandoned. But the point is, 
<coughs> it would mean that this is a document for other women who are banished, other women who are abandoned. But that's not the point. We want it to be shivukin with a, with a vav, which would mean that this is coming for you. One should lengthen the vav of kedu, which means now, because otherwise it could be kedi, which would mean nothing, and that the get is not actually divorcing here, that this is nothingness, and that's wrong. With an aleph after the lamid, low in saba, someone couldn't understand that wrongly, it's two words, she should not get married. With a hey, that she should go ahead and get married. Now the Gemara wants to know how do we pass into We require like Rebuda Vidain, or do we hold like the Rabbana? You don't require Vidain. Says the Gemara Tashma, we have a proof that Isgin Rabbi Gita Rabbi was in the Sakan and the Gitan, Echplan and Barpanias, that so and so and so, Patavatarach Kaspana, you know. So this was the text that he wrote for Gitan that we saw. They aid him right that they saw the divorce. They wrote that so and so released and banished his so and so his wife. Who was his wife before this? From this day and forever. He didn't say in meaning it just said that we saw the divorce for this couple. He divorced her from now and forever, but it didn't say more. So Rava must have held it wasn't necessary to write the Vidain. Did he say all the other languages that are required? Forget to Rava say everything. He didn't even say, of course, we require more. Even though Rabbah didn't mention it, it could be required, the Vedain as well, even though Rabbah didn't mention it. And there's no proof that we don't pass on like Rabbah. So now the Gemara goes through just what Rabbah was, was, was specifying. Yomadana, and the fact that it should say from this day, remember Rabbah Shita was, that even if you don't say from now, it's as if you said from now because of the date in the Shtar. That's Nafkamina, if someone's like trying to divorce his wife, he's sick. He's saying, if I die, is it from today if I die or not? So Rabbi Yossi says that it's always this modern star makes it consider like you said from today. We don't hold like Rabbi Yossi. So we, have, we hold that it's important that he says from this day. Ula Allah meant to be forever. So why do you need that? Top of Pevav, Lafukim to Bible, Rav Nachum, like the question of Rav Nachum, the Amar, Yom Iat Ishti, Ulmachat Ishti. We saw that before, where a person says you're only divorced for one day. So that's important that that's not a divorce, right? That, and therefore, it should it effectively, it should explicitly say that it's forever so that there's no doubt. Now we learned though, actually that she becomes divorced and then once she's divorced, she's divorced forever. But we want it to be, Rabbi was Masaka, that it should be absolutely clear. Uh, it's important that it should be absolutely clear. And therefore, we require it to say, you're divorced forever. Then we just analyze the more. In the bill of sale for slaves. So now this is a lustrum of a sale. This slave, our slave, he has to work. He's separated from freedom and made from any claims to marry Malcolm from any demands by the king and the queen. Meaning he didn't do a crime that, you know, the, the government's going to seize him for him. It has to be put in here for, for clarity. If it would happen, the sale would be nullified. But for clarity, it should, it should say that. He's totally free to work. No one has, and he's not a slave for anyone else. He's free from any blemish. Any boil that might come on his face for up until two years in time of sale, whether it's a new one or an old one, that the sale should be going. It has to be that there's not going to be any new boils who pop on his face for two years. Now the bar says, what would happen? What's the cure if the boils would come? You take ginger, some silver and some sulfur, some vinegar, some olive oil, and and you smear the whole mixture on with a feather from a goose, and then that would cure the boils.